Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Before I get into my word today, I want to share the prophetic word that God gave me for this house. Pastor Victor, he gave me the permission to share it, and I'd like to share that all with you. And the word is expansion. Not just in the area of numbers, because before you can grow in the area of numbers, you have to grow in depth. It does not, it does not mean anything if you're a mile wide but an inch deep. But what I feel like what the Lord has already started to do and will continue to do is to dig deeper wells of the living water. We know that land itself gains value when you do two things, when you bring power to it and when you establish water there. I believe the Lord is digging deeper wells of the living water, not just with your leadership, but from the top all the way down, that each and every single one of you have been called to be the wells of living water to expand the kingdom of God here in Alaska and in this region. Amen? Hallelujah. Just to introduce myself, I'm Casey Slack. I'm one of the associate pastors at Hungry Generation. I'm so honored to be here. Pastor Victor and I, we had the opportunity to connect almost two years ago now. And during that time, there was already that knowing of a divine friendship that was being built. This has been in the making for over a year for us to come and to connect, and I'm just so thankful and honored. You have an amazing leadership team here that Pastor Vic, his heart of a servant, and just a generous giver that he is, is very, very special. I have not seen in my years of ministry someone who has such a giving heart as what you have here. So we bless him, and I thank you for your friendship, and I'm so excited for what the Lord is going to continue to do. The, war, the word I have for you to get today, guys, is conquering the war within. So when it comes to conquering the war within, check, check. Good. Hallelujah. Awesome. So conquering the war within. So we know that as we come to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And if you have not made that decision yet today, you will have that chance and an opportunity. But if you have not yet, or if you have, we know that the battle of being eternally separated from God has been defeated as you make that decision. Amen? But we also know that not everything is broken off of you at that time of salvation. That it takes this thing called consecration and sanctification. And this is the opportunity to get closer to God. Through receiving the Holy Spirit, you have also been given the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you're now your character now resembles the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so we are supposed to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit to be able to then reach more souls for Jesus. But the enemy, we know, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And as we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, that there's times to refight these battles within ourselves, these battles of addiction, 
these battles of intrusive thoughts that even though you may have given your life to Jesus, you still fight these thoughts of, of suicide, of depression, of heaviness. And that sometimes prevents us from moving the, God, the way God has desired us to move. And so today what we are going to do is we're going to fight. We're going to fight against those internal battles so that we may walk in freedom. We may walk in healing, not only physical restoration, but soul restoration so that we may walk in power, in strength, and in confidence, that we are not going to walk with these intrusive thoughts of saying, no, Lord, you cannot use me because I am still dealing with these things. That say, no, I see in the word of God that Paul pleaded with God three different times to take that thorn out of his side. And what did God say? He said, is my grace not sufficient? Is it not enough? We see Paul as a mighty man of God who moved in power. And even though he had that thorn in his side, that did not prevent him from going and fulfilling God's desire for him, his calling for him. So today we are going to stand and fight against those intrusive thoughts. We're going to conquer the war within saying, Lord, I might still have battles. But I know that you can still use me. You can still move powerfully through me. And in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I will hear those words. Welcome, good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. This month of June in the spiritual realm has a lot of significance. And I won't go super deep into the demonic significance that it has. But we know that the month of June has been dedicated in America as the month of pride, that that community has came in and it's starting to, to infiltrate our public school system, to infiltrate a lot of different things that are, pulling, that are pulling our children away from the purity of Jesus Christ. And we as Christians need to come against that demonic agenda with love, with purity, and with grace. We know that that is what God has called us to because he sent his only begotten son to die on that cross for us. And one thing that we know about Jesus Christ is that he was pure. He is without blemish. He was the man who knew no sin, who became sin for each and every single one of us. And that means that we have a calling to walk in that same purity as what he has. So when it comes to fighting, Sometimes before we feel capable or equipped to fight, we have to go through transformation within ourselves. And this is learning to receive the love of God. This is learning to receive the healing power of Jesus Christ. And this is learning to receive his freedom. It's learning to be able to look at the word of God and not just know it, but to believe it, to transform it, to allow it to transform your heart into your soul so that you may be able to use it as the sword of the spirit as what has meant to be as it talks about in Ephesians chapter 6. Amen? Amen? We know in the word of God it says that our time on earth is like a vapor. And so that gives us all the opportunity to make the best of our time while we are here. We know that faith without works is dead, but we know that works isn't how we gain our salvation. But it's through the love of Jesus Christ that should set this fire inside of us, that should 
fuel us to go and to win souls, to be able to be ready to be moved through God as the vessel that we are so that we may see not only souls saved, which is the greatest, greatest gift of all, the gift of salvation, but to also see our friends and our family set free from demonic oppression and for them to be able to be healed physically and in their soul. I don't know about you guys, but even though being a pastor and having an amazing, strong community, I know that there are people in my life that are still struggling with suicidal thoughts, struggling with addiction, and my heart breaks for them. And so every opportunity I get, I try to meet with them so that we may break those addictions off. We may deal with the root of that addiction. Christians, some of us, have this idea that demonic bondage, demonic influence in our lives isn't, isn't possible. But I just want to explain something to you, that we are made of three different parts, the spirit, soul, and body. And as we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have received the Holy Spirit. So our spirit is unblemishable. That is true. But that still uh, that still remains the soul and the body. The soul and the body is where the enemy can still attack. The, the, word, the world is looked at as the body, right? As, as where our flesh can be attacked. And so the whole point of consecration, of sanctification, is being able to turn our perspective from the world to the Holy Spirit. And that change of mindset, that change of perspective all happens within the soul. But in order for us to go through this process of consecration, to be able to look from the earth now to the Holy Spirit, to be able to set our sights on heaven, it takes us partnering with the Holy Spirit in trust, in love, in grace, and mercy, knowing that our portion isn't to walk every day with guilt, shame, and condemnation, but it is to walk in power in that grace, that love, and mercy that Jesus Christ has bestowed upon us. Amen? Amen. It is time to fight, but as soldiers of Jesus Christ, the one thing that I will always suggest is for the chains that have tied your arms behind your back to be broken first before you go into a fight. Amen? And how we do that is by simply learning and acknowledging who you are in Jesus Christ. So this is my first point. How to receive God's love through your new identity. In Romans 5.8 it says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There is an acknowledgement that we need to have that God didn't have to send Jesus, but he chose to send Jesus. He saw a dying world. He saw his creation in need of a Savior. And so he decided to do something about it. He decided to send Jesus Christ, the Son of God, his only begotten Son, to walk in purity, to walk without sin, so that he may be our sin for us. It talks about in the Word of God that he was the one who took all of our iniquities for us. We need to learn and understand also that with this transformation from going from a sinner to a saint, that we are not long, any longer identified as a sinner. 
but we are a saint. We see in Romans chapter 1, verse 7 that, and even all throughout the epistles, Paul doesn't address the church as someone who is still identified with their past, but who they are in Jesus Christ. He calls them out as saints. We still have the ability to sin. Everyone knows that. But that is not how we are defined anymore. Also in the Word of God, it talks about how as we repent and confess, the things of the past are cast into the sea of forgetfulness. So it is only you who still decides and choose to be plagued by the past when Jesus Christ doesn't doesn't acknowledge that any longer because of his power. Amen? Reminding ourselves, reminding ourselves that there is so much grace to be given and that there will always be the grace to be given while we are still here on earth. Not only did he send his only son when we were still sinners, but just as I said, we are known as saints and not sinners, as it talks about in Romans 1, 7. When it comes to the acknowledgement of that, we need to stand firm that if we are getting plagued by the things of our past, that that is not of God, and that needs to be dealt with as such of simply asking the Holy Spirit, God, what is the root of this infliction? Why do I keep being plagued with these intrusive thoughts of the past, how I kept falling and kept falling and kept falling. God, I know that this is not your will and desire for me to look more on the past than what I do in the future. So help me, Holy Spirit, to overcome those intrusive thoughts. Help me, Holy Spirit, to be set free from those demonic strongholds, from those demonic spirits that are plaguing me, that are binding me to these thoughts of suicide when I have a family that serves the Lord. When you know, when I know I have been called to more, this allows us to focus on what is truly valuable. And it is not the things of the past, but it is who he has made us to be today and in the future. Reminding ourselves that our Father in heaven wants to perfect us in his love, but also gives us the confidence that his love creates an everlasting connection to him. In 1 John 4.18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Simple as that. We know in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So if you're here today, and if there is fear, anxiety, and any type of stress that you walk with, that you move in, especially in association with what God has called you to do, we're going to have this opportunity to pray and to break that fear off at the end of the service. Because we see in Scripture that it's not from Him. We see that when we have fear residing in our soul, that it involves torment. And that it also shows that that place in our soul has not been made perfect in His love. When we fear, the root of our fear 
is a place where we're not trusting God fully. Because if we trusted God fully, what would we have? We would have his peace. We would have his peace in that area. In Philippians 4, 7, it says, For the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. That word guard in Greek actually means to stand on guard. So God's peace, if you are willing to surrender that to him, it stands on guard, protecting your heart and your mind from the attacks of the enemy. Amen? Do we receive that? Hallelujah. The enemy will always try to tell you that there is a chance that you can be eternally separated from him. But we know that as we make that decision to give our life to Jesus Christ, that our eternity has now been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Our names have been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But in Romans 8.39, it says, Nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will separate us from God's everlasting love. But how often do we have these thoughts of saying, Wow, I just feel distant from God. I feel separated from Him. I don't know how to trust Him in this area. I don't know how to trust Him that I've been addicted to pornography. I've been addicted to, to drugs, to alcohol for so many years that I know that this just separates me from God, but it says right here that nothing in all creation can separate you from God's everlasting love. So even though you may feel separated, that is not the truth in how Pastor Vic mentions over and over again, we are not to operate in our feelings, but to operate in faith, knowing what the Word of God says, that it is His power, it is His power that lives within us, and that if any lie of the enemy that is telling you that you are separated, you come against it as such, as a lie to bring you back to the truth of God. Amen? God loves you. God loves each and every single one of you. He wouldn't have sent Jesus if he didn't, right? We're our creation who very early on decided to, to fall. And because of that, there was that separation of heaven on earth. But we serve a God who loves a redeeming story. And it is the story of Jesus. Amen. So learning how to receive his love is so, so important. Because it allows us to then love ourselves and love others the way Christ loves us. Amen. Not from a place of always giving, but of a place of overflow. As you love as you receive his love, your cup is then poured in an overflow manner as the living water, the water that never stops flowing so that you may be able to love others the way that Christ has loved you. Amen? Number two is how to receive your healing. The word of God here is very, very powerful. And... There's a book that I recommend every single person reading. If you are desiring physical physical healing, we're going to pray for that at the end of service today. But this book is also amazing. It's uh, God's Medicine Bottle. Has anyone ever read the book God's Medicine Bottle? So in this story of God's Medicine Bottle, there's this man who served in the, the British Army. And... As he was serving in the British Army, he got this skin disease. I think it was uh, kind of a higher, 
a higher case of, of eczema. And it didn't actually allow him to, to then fulfill his duties as someone, as, as a soldier any longer, that he was bedridden. And he decided to do one thing. He decided to open the word of God. And he decided to seek out the scriptures about God's healing power. And as he started to renew his mind with, with the word of God, he was then healed. He then went to go, he then went to go write this book. And someone who was dealing with that same exact issue got healed as well, just by simply reading the book. I've read that book a few times. It's 30, 40 pages. And I will tell you that it instills so much faith in me every time I read it because of how faithful God is and how we serve a God that only wants to see his children healed and delivered. So how to receive your healing? It is simply by decreeing and declaring the word of God. In Isaiah 53, 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Jesus Christ took the physical pain for us. Our portion is to come to the Father and to ask, Holy Spirit, heal me, because I know your son died for this. Heal me. No, I'm not going to let it prevent me from walking into your will, but I know that my will is to be able to move in power and in your healing power so I may reach the four corners of the world. Amen? We also need to continue to decree and declare a part in the section of what the, the Lord's Prayer has, has said. It says in Matthew 6.10, Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we look at the scripture and we say, okay, God, on earth as it is in heaven, your will be done. We know that when we go to heaven, we're going to be in our perfect body. We know when we go to heaven, we're not going to have to deal with intrusive thoughts because we're going to have one thing on our mind, and that's being in the presence of the Holy Spirit, in the presence of God himself, God the Father, being able to see and be able to have conversations with Jesus as he's on the right hand of God. Be able to have questions and to have those questions answered with Paul, with John, every single person. And we're going to be in our perfect bodies. We're going to be in our perfect bodies, free of not only demonic oppression, demonic torment, but free from any physical iniquity as well. As we see here in, this, in the word of God, that's God's desire for us to mock and move in power in here in the same way. And so we're going to decree and declare that word today over those who are bound by intrusive thoughts, over those who are bound by physical iniquities, because Jesus Christ died for that. He came to set the captives free from demonic bondage. He came to set the captives free from physical infirmity. And we're going to stand on the word of God, saying, whom the Son says free is free indeed, that by his stripes we are healed. And those who are bound by demonic oppression today, those who are bound by physical infirmities today will be healed, will be set free in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. How to receive your freedom, number three. We've already touched on it, but I'm just going to continue to touch on it because renewing our mind with the word of God builds a strong perspective of what we can stand on. Amen? I encourage you that if you don't have 
the uh, it already set up in your schedule to memorize the Word of God, I highly encourage it. Because in those times of need, when you're dealing with those intrusive thoughts, as you come against those intrusive thoughts with the Word of God, you don't have to pick up your physical Bible because the Word is already right here. You say, uh-uh, no. You may feel distance, but I know I'm not separated because there is nothing in all creation that can separate me from God's everlasting love. No. Why am I feeling anxious? Because I know anxiousness. I know fear is not of God because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Know that there is not this opportunity for me to feel like I will never be able to walk in my true freedom over this addiction because it says in John 8, 36, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen? Hallelujah. In Luke 4.18, it also says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and the regaining of the sight to the blind, to set, those, to set free those who are oppressed. God is always willing to set his children free. That is something that is guaranteed for us. We know that in heaven we will be perfected in our bodies, that we will be able to, to walk, to move the way God has designed us to do so. But we need to have the faith to not have the mindset of, oh, no, if it's your will, God, just let your, let your healing be done. When it talks about in Mark chapter 16, it says, lay your hands on the sick and they will be healed. It doesn't say pray and let's hope to see if they're healed. No. Lay your hands on the sick, and they will be healed. Amen? Lay your hands on the sick, they will be healed. After Jesus ascended to heaven, Peter and another disciple were walking to the temple, and there was a man who, was, who has been lame since birth that was, stand, that was sitting outside the temple. And he was begging for money. But what did Peter tell him? He said, I don't have any money for you, but what I do have you is healing, right? He said, get up right now. As he brought him up, as the moment he set his feet on the ground standing, his legs were completely healed and he was able to walk. Amen? A part of receiving your freedom and your healing is putting your faith into action. For those who may be here, with physical infirmities that impair your ability to, to walk, um, to walk, to move. We need to have that faith that as we pray and as we lay hands saying, no, be healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we walk in it. We walk in it. I want to share a couple of testimonies of some of the miracles that we've seen recently at Hungry Generation, the area of healing. We hold a prayer line service every single month, and not only is it for, for deliverance, for casting out of demons, but it's also for healing, and we've seen a increase of healings lately. We've seen people walk in with boots on their legs, walking out with them in their hand. The only reason why they're still caring for them is that they have to be returned to the hospital, right? We, I, there is this one testimony that really touched my heart, and I have the privilege of this gentleman coming to my life group. He was shot in the leg. And as, uh, as he was recovering from that gunshot, his wife decided to say, hey, we're not going to sit around anymore. I know your leg hurts, but we're going to go to church. And as he was sitting 
in the service with this horrible pain in his leg from the gunshot wound just because of the aggravation of him getting up and getting ready to go to church. It wasn't even the aspect of laying on hands that healed him, but it was the presence of God. As Pastor Vlad was preaching, that is when that gentleman got healed. And so afterwards, he was able to come to testify, and he threw his crutches down on the altar, and he said, I don't need these anymore because God has healed me. This is the power and the love and the grace that our Jesus Christ, our God, moves in. There is a gentleman who came to my life group who walked in with a brace on his wrist. And, I, and he walked in, and I was uh, kind of preparing the food, and I just simply looked at him and said, you're going to be healed tonight. And I'll be completely honest, I forgot to pray for him, for his healing, at the end of after our, after our prayer time. But at that point, when someone else said, hey, Brandon, uh, we haven't prayed for your wrist yet. Can we pray for your wrist? He's like, I've already been healed. During the conversation, during the discussion, that wasn't even in the aspect of healing. He felt all the pain go. He removed the wrist, and he had all of his mobility completely back. That's the God that we serve. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not only for his children, but they are for others. But how we build our faith to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of healing, the gift of prophecy, all of these other gifts, the gifts of prophecy, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, is by knowing and acknowledging that those are gifts for the children to receive as well, and then to have faith to be able to touch others with those gifts by testimonies. At Hungry Generation, we do not go one Sunday service without sharing a testimony of God's faithfulness, whether if it's freedom, whether if it's healing, whether if it's financial breakthrough, but His miracles are worthy to be testified. Amen? So I share these testimonies for one reason, is to instill faith in each and every single one of you to know and acknowledge that today is your day of healing. Today is your day of freedom. Let the Spirit of God fall upon you. Let His power hit you so that you may walk in your freedom and your healing just as you have been designed to do so. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Today, as we minister, I want you guys to partner with me. Uh, we're going to do what we call mass prayer first. And during mass prayer, I just want you guys to partner with me by saying one thing. That as I say, in the name of Jesus, backs will be healed. I want you guys to say, I receive. Can you do that? Let's test it out. In the name of Jesus, backs will be healed. In the name of Jesus, spines will be healed. In the name of Jesus, minds will be healed. In the name of Jesus, all fear will go. In the name of Jesus, knees will be healed. Just as easy as that. Let the faith of God pour over you today. It doesn't take a long prayer for someone to see the healing come into action. It's the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Let the fire of God, the healing fire of God come upon you so that you may walk in that healing and in that deliverance. Amen? So as we pray today, as we decree and declare, I'm going to start naming these, some of these dis diseases, some of these disorders, and just like I said, all I need you guys to do 
is to stand in faith and say, I receive. It doesn't matter that if you're not dealing with that physical iniquity yourself, receive it for a family member. Receive it for a friend. Amen? Because we know that distance is not a barrier for the Holy Spirit. For everyone who may even be watching on YouTube or watching it later, receive these prayers in Jesus' name. We see testimony after testimony for people tuning in for our videos, and they say, you know what? By faith, I repeated that prayer, and I was healed. I was delivered. Our God is not a God that likes to be put in a box, but he is the God of the universe that wants to move without restraint. Hallelujah. We receive. Amen. All right, let's get started. This is associated, we're going to start with the nervous system. Bell's palsy, cerebral palsy, epilepsy, MND, motor neuron disease, MS, multiple sclerosis, and Parkinson's disease will be healed in Jesus' name. Brain and neurological disorders, acute spinal cord injury, Alzheimer's, ALS, ataxia, Bell's palsy, brain tumors, cerebral aneurysm, and epilepsy and seizures will be healed in Jesus' name. Respiratory issues, asthma, COPD, bronchitis, lung cancer, cystic fibro fibrosis, and pneumonia will be healed in Jesus' name. Kidneys. Who deals with kidney stones? I deal with kidney stones as well. But I am declaring and declaring. I used to get a kidney stone at least once a year. And I believe I've been healed, and I think it's been two years since I've, since I've gotten one. Amen. I want you to place your hand on your kidney right now and receive this in Jesus' mighty name. Kidney stones will not be a part of her infliction any longer, so we command healing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that she will walk and she will not have any more kidney stones and she will be able to testify the glory of God in Jesus' mighty name. That any kidney stone that is right now even trying to form will be dissolved in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. For her body, her kidneys will not be a place of pain, but it will be place. It will be a place of a God's testimony and power. We ask for the power of the Holy Ghost to restore and renew her body in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. The liver. I believe that God wanted to specifically call out the liver today. We know that the liver is extremely important and there's a lot of diseases that can come in. And, and if the liver is infected, it can cause a whole different array of issues. So we're going to spend a little bit more time praying into this one just because that's what I felt from the Holy Spirit. So hepatitis A, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, fatty liver disease, fibrosis, cirrhosis, liver cancer, I command it gone in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name, Holy Spirit. We decree and declare that for those in Alaska who have fought with alcohol, alcoholism, who fought with their liver being impacted by, by alcohol, we decree and declare that they will not be, that, they, that their body will not suffer the consequences of the past any longer, for they will receive their healing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, so they may walk in their new body, in their new liver, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
This next one I want to pray specifically for is for mental disorders. So something that I believe that as Americans we have normalized is being diagnosed with anxiety, being diagnosed with with depression and not knowing and not not realizing that if we are depressed, if we are always anxious that this is a demonic attack. And we need to address it as such. That there might be some chemical misimbalances, but the root of the cause of the chemical misimbalance may be a demon. But that demon's going to leave. And just as in Luke chapter 13, Jesus Christ freed from the woman of the spirit of infirmity, he then laid hands on her and she was healed. Amen? So anxiety, autism, bipolar, BPD, depression, PTSD, eating disorders, OCD, schizophrenia, and irrational phobias, I decree and declare every single demonic attack associated with those be broken in Jesus' mighty name and be healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God, we thank you, Jesus, for your healing power. We thank you, Jesus, for your freeing power that we will not be bound. We will not normalize demonic attack and oppression. For we know, Holy Spirit, that we are to walk with a sound mind with clarity, and anything that is preventing us from doing so will be broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ so that we may walk with only two voices in our head, our own and the voice of our Father in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. I receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to move into this time of, of coming against demonic bondages and demonic attacks. And as we pray over these things, I want you guys to partner with me again. This is heavy on my heart because there are family members that I have that may have known Jesus growing up but have fallen away. And because of them falling away, that they, they have taken so much stuff in. They've taken so much stuff in that doesn't allow them to, to, even, to even see God as the healer anymore, God as the Father anymore. Taken so much stuff in that, that they're so deceived by the enemy that they think that them being so anxious that they don't even have the ability to work anymore is just how they're supposed to live. Taken so much stuff in that Physical abuse and that torment is was their portion. Taking so much stuff in when it comes to addiction, when it comes to those things, that it's better to just maintain the high rather than to be free from it because of the torment. So I want us to stand in prayer together, to partner together, that for those who, who we have, our family members, our friends, who are dealing with some of these, some of these demonic attacks, that we state, I am free. Hallelujah. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Instead of saying, I am free, let's say we are free as the body of Christ. We are free. Amen. I come against every single spirit of infirmity, spirit of death, destruction, sickness, disease. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I decree and declare freedom 
in the mighty name of Jesus that these demonic spirits will be bound in Jesus' mighty name and they will come out in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and we are free in Jesus' mighty name. We are free in Jesus' mighty name. Every single mental demon, insanity, schizophrenia, depression, bipolar disorder, psychosis, I bind you right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit that's behind dementia, every spirit of infirmity, spirit of pain, spirit of arthritis, I bind you right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I decree and declare freedom in Jesus' mighty name because we are what? We are free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I had the opportunity to meet with your leadership team on Friday. And it was an absolutely wonderful time. You guys have such an amazing leadership team here. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to pray all together. At Hungry Generation, there's not a one-man show, but it's a team. It's a team effort. A lot of people, Pastor Vlad is, is our lead pastor. And a lot of people um, acknowledge him, you know, as our lead pastor. And that's who he is. But every time Pastor Vlad goes to, to speak somewhere, he always, always, always uplifts the team that is behind him. Because as the body of Christ, we are stronger together compared to one person. Amen? So I'm going to invite the leadership team up today to pray at the altar and we're going to open the altars at this time. But before we open the altars for, for prayer, I want us to go ahead and all stand. And if there are people here who may not know Jesus Christ, I would love to give this opportunity for you to know him and to receive him as your Lord and Savior. So if we can all go ahead and close our eyes and bow your heads. If you are here today. And if you have not made the decision to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. On the count of three, I'd like you to raise your hand. Because we are not to make this decision in a private manner, but in a public manner. We are to make this decision in a public manner because he died on that cross in a very public manner for each and every single one of us. And so on the count of three, if that's you today, I will tell you this, that I have not ever met a person who's encountered Jesus Christ and has regretted it. I have not met a single person who has decided to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and, have, and has regretted that decision and has said that it has tormented him. We know that there are trials and tribulation as children of God, but we also know that the grass is greener because we serve a God that is always willing to protect us from every single trial and tribulation that come. So on the count of three, if that is you here in this place, go ahead and raise your hand so we can pray this prayer together. And it's not the prayer that saves you, but it's the heart posture behind the prayer. One, two, three. That's you today. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hands. Thank you. I see your hands. I want to ask one more from those who raised their hands. As you have just publicly made the decision to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to the altar here so Pastor Vic can meet you, can greet you, and so that we can pray together. So if that was you today, will you please just come to the front here? Will you please just come to the front here? It's a public decision.
outcome. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.